Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I shared a few weeks ago on breakthroughs in prayer, and I just want to pick up where we were. We talked about breakthroughs in intimacy. Jesus prayed every day and, and worshipped his Father, and, he, and the disciples watched Jesus pray, and they said, Lord, how come we don't really know how to pray like you do? So they said, teach us to pray. And in Matthew 6, verse 7, Jesus said, when you pray, there's no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like the Gentiles to do, for they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There are sometimes it just pours out of you for minutes and there's lots of words. Other times it's a very brief prayer of help or God, I surrender. There is no need to imitate them since your father already knows what you need before you ask him. And people say, well, if God knows, why on earth do I have to pray? It's a partnership of relationship where he wants us to worship, thank, ask, and then he comes and answers and responds and it's a partnership together. Pray like this. Our beloved Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center in which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done, as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation, and set us free from evil. For you are the King who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. That's the Passion Version of the Lord's Prayer. Then he goes on straight away and says, and when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. Wow, that is, as Mary Lynn shared today, a reminder, forgiveness, keeping an open heart, releasing that, otherwise it can hinder us from hearing from God and God responding to our cries. And... uh, we saw in Luke 3.21, one day Jesus came to be baptized among, with all the others. As he was consumed with the spirit of prayer, the heavenly realm ripped open above him and the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the form of a dove and landed on him. Then God's audible voice was heard saying, my son, you are my beloved one, through you I am fulfilled. So while Jesus was praying at his baptism, heaven got torn open, the Holy Spirit came down and the Father spoke. That was a dramatic answer to prayer, hey? And sometimes we have dramatic breakthroughs in prayer. Other times it's a step-by-step daily relationship of trust. And uh, Luke 9, 26, eight days after that Jesus said this, he took Peter, James, and John to the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed. His clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. So we have the transfiguration. When did it happen? As he was praying so he was in connection with the father he was focused on his father God and when you pray you'll be transformed it might be a little bit by little bit other people are impacted but prayer changes us that's one of the reasons God um, doesn't just answer our our needs without us praying often because he wants us to connect with him and be focused on him I don't know about you, but when there's serious illness or an accident in your family or something happens, you've got no money to pay the bills, that's when you start to pray with desperation or with faith. And when everything's going well, people get comfortable. We look at the history of the children of Israel. When everything got prosperous and blessed, after a few years, they turned away from God. 
Some persecution came, a famine came, need came, disease came. They said, God, rescue us, help! We think, what a bunch of fools they were. Are we much different? Sometimes when things get going well, we forget to stay really fully connected to God. But here we are. We've got plenty of needs in our nation today, so there's no reason to be complacent. We need breakthroughs. We need our lives to be transformed. So we keep pressing in to God. And we looked at John 17, which is Jesus' longest recorded prayer. We won't read that again, but if you haven't read John 17 for a while, encourage you to read it through. It's a very powerful statement where Jesus thanks Father God for the mission he's on. He then prays for his present disciples that they won't fail. And then he prays for all those who are going to get saved and follow him. And that includes us. So Jesus prayed for us before he went to the cross. And he's still praying for us. Romans 8.34 says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Jesus Christ who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. That's really good news. So when you're tempted, feeling weak, overwhelmed, just stop for a moment and say, Jesus, thank you for praying for me today. That is a powerful, powerful truth. You say, how can he have 7 billion people on the earth and not get their prayer requests mixed up? Well, he's God and we're not. That's the good news. <laughs> he doesn't get it mixed up. He knows your heart, your life, your situation, your breakthroughs, your faith steps, and he responds by grace. So we have breakthrough in intimacy. Secondly, we have breakthrough in authority. And we see in Acts 4, 23, that when Peter and John had been arrested, the people got together and prayed. Verse uh, 23, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and re reported all that the um, chief priests, I was going to call them the evil priests, so they were the chief priests. <laughs> they did some evil things, <laughs> more religious things. And the elders had said to them, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer. Some will say, well, I'm just a quiet, introverted type. I just pray quietly on my own. That's awesome. Jesus taught us to do that. But if we look at the book of Acts, they regularly raise their voices together in prayer. So there's individual, personal prayer and devotion to God. And there is something powerful happens when we pray together, whether it's with a husband and wife praying in their home or with their kids, a prayer partner, in a prayer group, in a church service, whatever way it is, something happens when hearts join together. Just like when we worship together, it seems like the volume increases and we all sing better. When you sing on your own, it's hard work sometimes, especially if you're not a really competent singer. But when everyone's together, you just get carried on along with the music and someone else's voice. And together, we raise our voices. And there's something happens when we pray together in groups. That's why it's so powerful. And it was so powerful this day that the whole place was shaken. Physically, God came and shook the building and says, hey, I'm in charge. No matter what persecution comes, I'm in charge. And I want to encourage you. Don't be afraid to pray out loud with other people. And I've loved the uh, Alpha course because we've had several stories of people that have prayed out loud for the first time or haven't done it for a long time, either in their groups or with someone at a situation afterwards. Hey, God wants to hear your heart and your voice. Don't just let the pastor do all the praying or the competent prayer and intercessor. Hey, join with them. But God wants to hear your voice. I, mean, I want to encourage you to keep stepping up and praying 
together. 1 Corinthians 5, uh, now 1 John 5, 14 says, Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. The devil lies to you, oh, God's too busy today. He's not listening to you. Or you've done too many wrong things, so he's not going to answer your prayer. That's the lies of the devil or our own condemning heart. Hey, if we cry out to God, he hears us. And we pray according to his will. In other words, we're not praying that when we go down to the bank and if they don't give me enough money, I'm going to rob it and God make sure there's plenty of money there so I can rob. That's, that's not his will because you're clearly going against other commands of God. So knowing his will is not that complicated. It's in the word of God. It's being led by the spirit. It's when you want to bring blessing and good on people's lives. It says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we ask of him. So some of you, sometimes it takes a while because when we start praying, God starts moving, but sometimes he's got to change other people's hearts. He's got to change your heart so you're ready to receive it and don't take all the uh, glory to yourself. Sometimes it takes a while because God has to shift some things, but as soon as you pray, things start to move. You've got to know that as soon as you pray, there's something happening in the heavenlies. There's something changing in your attitude or heart and there's breakthrough starting to happen. Remember Daniel? It says he prayed, interceded, and it took three weeks before God answered the prayer on earth. And the angel Lord came and said, as soon as you prayed, I granted your request. But there was a spiritual battle in the heavenlies. There were strongholds trying to stop the breakthrough that you prayed for. And there was a battle and Michael the archangel broke through and it took three weeks for the answer to come. But he, God said, I answered it as soon as you prayed. That is powerful, hey? There, sometimes there are forces of darkness. There are other people that try to e manipulate and control things. Don't give up praying and believing because God's heard your prayer the first time you prayed it. But he's got to shift some things in the spiritual realm, in the natural realm, in your own heart. Sometimes before you'll answer, otherwise it'll be misinterpreted, misunderstood, or he doesn't get the glory. So let's understand how God works in the spirit realm, in the natural realm, in our own hearts and lives. I want to stir your heart for breakthrough to keep on pressing in, understanding how God works. Acts 10, 30, Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me. This is an encounter. And said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Wow. When you're generous and help poor and needy people, as God stirs your heart, and as you pray, it says God knows and watches and remembers all those things. It's not to try and get good ticks from God it's he loves it when you love his people because every person is God's creation just some are broken and torn but inside is the treasure of every human spirit and heart that's why we love all of humanity we pray we give we share so we see that there's breakthroughs in authority and God wants us as people to pray with confidence with boldness with authority the enemy will try and rob from that. Today I want to stir your hearts.
Come on, stir up your heart to, to pray with boldness and confidence and authority. Let's believe for breakthroughs. Thirdly, when we pray, we need the Holy Spirit's help. And Jesus taught in John 4, and he says, the Holy Spirit is your divine helper. And because we have battle in spiritual realms, we deal with forces, political, uh, relational, emotional, uh, that are beyond our understanding or knowing all the details. We need the Holy Spirit's help who knows all things. That's why I love to pray in, in other tongues, in the Holy Spirit, because he takes me into a realm where he starts to pray through me for breakthroughs. Romans 8.26 says, And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. <clears throat> for example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. That's, I think we can all say that's, that's us. But, thank God for the but. The Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Sometimes you're praying and you just run out of words. You just feel the cry and the burden for your own life to be free or other people to be helped. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, the, His holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. How powerful is that? Romans 8, 26 and 27. I want to encourage you, we all need the Holy Spirit's help. And sometimes when I start to pray, I say, Holy Spirit, I'm just not quite sure to pray. I've got this burden for these people or this family or this situation. I'm not quite sure how to pray. So I will pray in other tongues in the Spirit for a few minutes, and then I'll pray in English with understanding. And often then i praying with clearer insight, revelation, understanding, compassion, faith. And so I pray and move between the, the natural and the spiritual language because I'm linking in for the Holy Spirit to help me to pray. And that's how God has given me authority and strength in the Spirit. It's not that I'm a clever prayer. It's just that I've learned to rely on the Holy Spirit who knows all things. And He's the divine helper. 1 Corinthians 14.15, the Apostle Paul te teaches us this. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. This is one of the greatest keys of freedom and authority that I have in my life. I, thank God I learned this in my late teens when I first became a Christian. I was taught how to pray in the spirit and I was taught the authority that we can have in Jesus Christ. And one guy explained to me, he says, well, like, when you get in a car, most people have automatic cars these days, but those that had the manuals, when you start to pray, you sort of put, put the key in and you turn the engine on, you put it in the first gear and you start to pray, God, I believe for breakers. God, I praise you and thank you. And as you start to pray with faith, and then you start to pray in the Spirit, it's like you move to second gear and a bit more momentum starts to happen. And every time I pray between the natural and the Spirit, it's like I move another gear. 
And if you keep going, you, all of a sudden you're in sixth gear and just roaring down that highway of breakthrough and faith and you leave that prayer time saying, wow, I know God's going to break through. I know the answer's on the way. Just can't wait to see how it's going to unfold. And that might take 30 seconds or it might, might take 10 minutes or 30 minutes. But I've learned that the Spirit of God wants you to change gears and not stay idling in the way of prayer that you've known for a long time. Some of you look at me and say, whoa, I've never heard that before. Well, that's what the Spirit of God's taught me based on those scriptures. That the Holy Spirit's our divine helper and we pray with our understanding and with the Spirit. The same in worship. We sing with our understanding and we sing in the Spirit. And that's why when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit... I used to watch some of my friends that played guitar and sang and they just seemed to worship so freely. And I looked and saw all of them were full of the Holy Spirit and they learned to worship in other tongues and in their own language and there was a freedom came over their worship. I said, God, I'd love to do that. A few months later, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I started to do that and I haven't stopped singing since. Some people are saying, well, yeah, it's a bit noisy around here, but I, I found a freedom that's come in my heart. So whether you're loud or soft, it's the freedom that's coming out of your spirit and your mouth and your heart. Very, very, because you notice that prayer and praise and worship, the mouth is the avenue, the voice, the words is what releases the authority, what releases the faith. So you've got to open your mouth. There are times where you just pray quietly. You can't speak it out loud, but too often we stay quiet when we should be speaking it out and declaring it in the name of Jesus. And that's when breakthrough comes. Ephesians 6.18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds. Some people use prayer lists. That's awesome. Other people just are led by the Spirit. Other people pray the Scriptures through. And uh, there's so many ways. Some people sing a song and then they'll pray through the words of it. There's a multitude of ways that we can pray all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds. And the Spirit of God would lead us. Philippians 4, 5 says, Let your gentleness be seen in every relationship. That's a powerful thought. Your relationship's gentle or are they conflicted and strife-filled? For the Lord is ever near when you know the Lord's near you don't have to be in strife all the time because you know that he's going to find a way through too many of us live in strife in relationships unnecessarily when one of both people forget that the Lord's near and hears every conversation and he loves us then it goes don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing be saturated in prayer throughout each day wow Offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace, <coughs> excuse me, that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honourable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glor glorious work of God, praising Him always. Well, aren't they beautiful words? Philippians 4, 5 to 8. They're some of my favourite verses along with about 400 others. <laughs> i got lots of favourite. We were doing the Word of God in Alpha the other week. It says, share your favourite verse. I'm thinking, mate, 
I got hundreds of them. <laughs> the powerful truth. Two other quick things to wrap it up. God wants us to learn to pray in faith, not just pray out of worry or need. Sometimes we start in a place of concern, worry, need, burden, but don't stay just on the need. Start to let faith kick into your prayer and your heart. That's why praying with the word is powerful because faith gets really, praying in the spirit just takes you to another level. Matthew 21, 11, it says, if you believe, you'll receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Faith in action. Matthew eleven twenty two. have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Well, he tags on the whole forgiveness thing again at this prayer of faith, making sure your heart's free and clean. The prayer of faith. And prayer sometimes is asking, sometimes it's thanking in advance, and sometimes it's declaring and pronouncing and decreeing the breakthrough. It says, speak whoever says to the mountain. So you start off praying to God, Lord, this is an awesome mountain of sickness or fear or pain or strife or chaos in our nation. You start with the mountain and then as faith grows, as the Word of God comes alive and the Holy Spirit activates you, then before you know it, you're starting to speak to that mountain saying, mountain of sickness, you have no right to be in our household anymore. You start to speak to that mountain in authority by faith and you see a breakthrough in the Spirit and before long you see the breakthrough in the natural. And God wants us to pray and speak. Sometimes don't just keep speaking to God, sometimes God will get you to speak to the mountain of fear and strife. Fear, you have no right to control me in this situation. If I look in the natural, this is very overwhelming and I'm anxious and afraid. But in the spirit, your word is powerful and I speak to that mountain, that spirit of fear and say, you are no longer going to hold me or my family in your grip or control. And when you start to pray, let me tell you, things start to shift. The devil will start to try and harass you and say, you've got no right to do that. Yes, you have. By the word of the God and by the spirit of God, you've got every right to speak to that mountain and see it come down in Jesus' name. And God wants to stand up and declare that in his name. Have some faith and authority in our prayers. And when, the, when you see a few of those answers, then you will, you will continue to uh, speak and live that way. God spoke to me about 10 years and said, every time you pray, something's happening. I used to pray and hope, now I pray and know. I know by faith that things are shifting and changing. It was a pivotal point about 10 years ago, God says, don't just pray and hope, pray and know by my word and my spirit that things are changing. So if you believe that, God will then come and activate his angels, his spirit, his power, his word, and you will see things shift. And then you'll get more and more excited and keep on going for it. You don't do it arrogantly. You do it in thanks to God. You do it in the Word of God and by His Spirit. And there are times you cry out and say, God, just help. Other times He will say, come on, speak to that mountain now. It's time to declare breakthrough. James 5.15 says, And the prayer of faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sins, they'll be forgiven. Confess and acknowledge 
how you have offended one another and then pray for one another to be instantly healed for tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. Wow, tremendous power. I read years ago a story of a person, an elderly Christian who was uh, really ill in hospital and had all these monitors, they had brain disease, had all these monitors on and the doctors noticed something really strange used to happen. Every time someone would come in and pray for this person or they would start to pray, some of the monitors would all go crazy on the brain. And they, they came to the conclusion that whenever someone prayed, it activated parts of the brain and all these monitors started to see activity and, and power being released that they could not explain except it only went off when the person prayed. I've read that documented story several times. I thought, wow, that's, that's, that's what the Word says. When someone prays, great power is released in the spirit realm. And sometimes when you're praying and believing, just like in the negative, someone that's strife-filled, when they come within a few meters of yourself, you can start to feel the vibes of strife. Or fear, you can feel it around a person. When you're carrying the Spirit of God and faith and prayer, let me tell you, things shift. And I've seen stories of the power of God at work in meetings, and they pastor that's praying or the evangelist that's speaking hasn't even touched people but when he gets within a few meters of someone the power of God starts to hit people's lives because its power is released through your spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit flows through you that's why it says lay hands on the sick and they recover because you get close enough for the power of God to come from heaven and pour through your faith-filled spirit well let's pray let's believe Let's release healing and grace over people. Acts 16, 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. They weren't doing it quietly. Oh, Jesus huddled in their little cell. This is really sad. I didn't sign up to this on this missions trip to be beaten up and thrown in prison. God, you're not fair. I don't think that's the sort of prayer they were praying. We didn't read this in the fine print of the contract on the missions trip. Thank God. They're starting to pray and praise loudly so all the prisoners in the prison could hear them. They had big, thick stone walls. They were in the bottom dungeon. It says they could all hear them. So when you're in trouble, don't quieten down. Start to spark up. Pray louder. Speak out. Worship. Let, let your spirit be activated. The devil wants to quieten you and silence you, but God says that's the very time you start to stand up and declare with greater boldness. And courage. This last year with COVID, the enemy's tried to silence and slow down the church. But let me tell you, we're rising up the other way. And the Spirit of God's going to break through because this nation desperately needs a move of God and desperately needs people that they can rely on and trust and are passionate and trust in God. Oh God, let it fire up in our spirits and our hearts. And it uh, goes on and said, Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison was shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. It wasn't just Paul and Silas's chains fell off. When they prayed and praised and worshipped with faith and with all their heart, everyone who heard it, their chains fell off. Wow, that is so exciting. That's one of the reasons I praise and worship with all my being. 
I know God's given me a built-in amplifier and I've got a loud voice. But that's not the reason I do it because I understand the power of this. Whether you've got a quiet voice, a loud voice, a squeaky voice, whatever it is, let it come out of your spirit to God because power and praise is released and in the natural and in the spiritual, everyone else hears it and their lives are set free. When we worship here on Sundays, the people around are touched and affected. When we pray, it, your whole neighbourhood is affected. Now you don't do foolish or dumb stuff, but you let the Spirit of God impact people's lives. And I just think, God, teach us how to do this. Prayer and praise flow together. As the worship team comes, just a couple of thoughts on pray without ceasing. People say, well, how can you pray 24-7? Don't I get time to sleep? I've got to work, I've got to drive. The Holy Spirit, it's an attitude of prayer and you're just connected. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Pray at all times in all situations. One verse says, Make your life a prayer. That's a beautiful thought, isn't it? Romans 12, 12, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Colossians 4, 2, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Colossians 1.9, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. These are just some verses out of the New Testament. 1 Timothy 2.1, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people and for those in authority. It is so important to pray and it's so exciting to be an answer to someone else's prayer. How awesome is when you pray, but how awesome when someone else is praying and God speaks to you and you go and be the answer to their prayer. That's really cool. You know, oh, I've been praying and God sent you. That tells me two things. Number one, God trusted you. And number two, you heard his voice saying, go and be there or visit or prepare. So it's being led by the Holy Spirit providing a meal, being there to encourage, connecting, supporting. And we've seen that happen over and over and over in our lives. Philippians 1.22, And one thing more, prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Matthew 26.41 says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let's stand in his presence. That's so true. Whenever you say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to get 15 minutes earlier. You do it for three days and then all of a sudden you sleep through the alarm and, and you get tired. And the, the flesh is weak, but the spirit's willing. I want to encourage us. Come on, let's, let's amp up the level and the authority and faithful prayers. It's a time to raise it up, not to pull it down. Why don't some of you set a goal and say, I'm going to pray for 15 minutes a day. Why don't you set a time or say, I'm going to connect with a prayer partner three times a week. Or I'm going to come to one of the prayer meetings or I'm going to make sure I'm a part of a life group or uh, one of the groups and, and to get together to pray. I'm going to come early before church and come into the side room here for 15 minutes and pray ready for church every Sunday. There's a whole lot of things we can do individually and corporately so that we can just increase. If you're in a business, say, hey, we're going to get there 10 minutes early and we're going to pray over our... our um, doctor's surgery or our clinic or our business before we open there's so many things we can do families you can say hey 
the most time we're all together is the meal time at night. We're going to spend five minutes asking the family, what can you thank God for today? And then just praying for any needs. Just making room and you see what God does. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.